Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to the Oral Health Podcast, where throughout National Smile Month, we are bringing you bite-sized discussions with different people about all things oral health. Now today, if you are involved in dentistry and you are on social media, then you're bound to know our next guest, Anna. She goes by London Hygienist on social media and does a brilliant job educating about what it means to be a dental hygienist and also promoting good oral health advice. I absolutely love talking to Anna. She's a brilliant hygienist and she gives some fantastic advice. So I really hope you enjoy the conversation. So Anna, thank you for sitting and having a chat with me. Um, I'm sure most people will know who you are, but for anyone that doesn't, do you want to just give us a little rundown about who you are and what your background is? Yeah, Uh, my name is Anna Middleton. I qualified as a dental hygienist in 2015, and then most recently uh, re-qualified as a dental therapist in 2021. I work in two practices in London, and I'm also the founder of London Hygienist, which is my independent dental business that I founded to change the way oral healthcare is delivered to the public and improve access to dental services. Wow. So yeah, it sounds like you wear a lot of different hats in your profession then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lots of plate spinning at times. And so then what, um, what made you want to go into dentistry? If you think back, you know, what, what was it that made you wanted to dedicate your professional life to this? It's, it's a funny one because I actually did sound engineering and music tech first um, and then did not do very well uh, in a musical career. And I had a desire to study again and learn again. And I'd always been interested in the sort of medical field. I just didn't know what route to go down. And then someone suggested one day, well, why don't you become a dental nurse? So I was like, actually, yeah, this is something I can sink my teeth into. I'd be able to uh, work as well as study, which was a big advantage to me. And it was actually the hygienist who I was working with when I first started as a dental nurse who became my inspiration. I just loved the way that she looked after patients and how patients interacted with her. And I thought, actually, this is something I can sort of sink my teeth into, excuse the pun. And ever since then, I guess the path has just unfolded in front of me. And everything I did as a dental nurse was to then pursue a career as a hygienist. And then five years after qualifying as a hygienist, I guess I was hungry for more knowledge. And that's what led me to then pursue a career as a dental therapist now. Because then I guess you'll see a really wide range of types of patients being a hygienist and a therapist. What are your favourite patients to see? What is your favourite thing to do in practice? 
I think for me, when I started the business is because I identified early on that the fear of pain and lack of control are two of the biggest barriers in dentistry. So my whole approach has been to sort of change the patient experience and their journey, because having had dental work myself in the past, some of it, which is quite invasive, I understand the reality that one bad memory is a hard one to shake. So I really like to work with the patients that come to see me and they've specifically chosen to come to see me because they've seen that the treatment that I offer may be different to what they've had in the past. They've obviously, you know, done their research and I really like taking them on a journey. You know, they've taken that first step into potentially coming into an environment that they've been fearful of for some time. And I'm in a position where I'm able to, I guess, change their perceptions and their outlooks for mm-hmm. the better and in turn that means better treatment outcomes and supporting that patient and their oral health for many years to come so those are my favorite sort of patients um mm-hmm. I guess from a practical point of view now as a therapist I'm really enjoying carrying out a wider scope of practice and um practicing my new skills and again being able to provide a, a sort of 360 service to the patient because often they come to see me under direct access which therefore means I'm able to often help them there and then on the spot um, and carry out all of their treatment instead of having to then perhaps refer them on to a dentist Um, and that you know can be really helpful for a patient in terms of managing their I guess their expectations but also any of the reservations they may have about being treated in a dental setting. So if you think about your patients, um, both on the hygiene side and the therapist side, if we just sort of divide them, can you think of one example where you can look back and know that you have really, truly helped that person? Absolutely. I had a patient not so long ago who came to see me specifically because they'd read about me and the treatment that I carry out. And they had had bad experiences in the past and they were aware that they had several dental issues that needed resolving and after the first visit you know we just spent the majority of that appointment acclimatizing and just sort of getting you know used to each other you know showing the patient that it was a safe environment and that I would do as much or as little that they were happy for me to do but at the end you know I said to the patient I have identified that you have greater treatment needs that would benefit from the intervention of other team members. And the patient said, okay, I appreciate that. I think I just need to process some of that information. And then when the patient came and saw me again for their follow-up appointment, I said, I feel that I can't help you as best as possible if we don't do some of the other things that we need to do. And then by this point, the patient was already sort of enjoying coming and feeling in a you know, sort of safe, trusted environment. And then she went on to have um, treatment with our periodontist. Unfortunately, she had to have some extractions, but also now we've come to the end of her treatment where she's periodontally stable. But on top of that, where she had some teeth that were missing, those have now been restored. And the patient said that not only had the whole journey been really pleasant for her, but she feels confident now in, in smiling. And she feels that she now has the understanding to carry on looking after her oral health for the rest of her life and that the journey really did change her sort of perception and and her past experiences for the better that's always really important because while I do treat patients under direct access 
I'm still a very strong and firm believer in shared care and teamwork and a multidisciplinary approach to each patient's journey. Mm, I can imagine how empowering and brilliant it must feel to be able to guide a patient through their journey like that. But what about, say, your dental therapy patients? Because I imagine the type of treatments you do are very different. When I, for example, now with patients having difficulty at times accessing Mm-hmm. dental services in you know light of obviously the last couple of years and the crisis that we face being able to offer patients um, a wider scope of practice from myself mm-hmm. means that I'm also helping them um, to a certain degree get treatment that they may not be able to access as readily so for example a patient may come to me under direct access but I'm able to carry out their dental examination do the appropriate sort of screenings uh, to make any appropriate diagnosis and then off the back of that I can carry out their treatment for them which sort of in turn it saves them a journey it it means we can get it all done in one appointment so from a sort of cost and time perspective for a lot of patients they really value that. Mm -hmm. You know that is actually a really good point you know bringing up the issue of access it really is such an issue at the moment and something we're trying to tackle but If someone is struggling to get a dentist appointment, would then you say it's wise to start looking for someone like yourself or a dental therapist in the meantime? I think think so. And that's something, you know, that I feel very passionate about. And there are others out there who've set up standalone sort of hygiene and therapy clinics. I think it is the way forward. My motivation to actually retrain as a therapist was because I could see that we will need to change our approach. And actually the utilisation of therapists in their scope of practice will be in time you know integral and it is already starting to shift that way we already have more for example post-grad diploma and educational um, certificates available for therapists to continue to develop their skills and work within a team setting and what this means is that it improves workflow because if therapists are being fully utilized it therefore means that the dentist their time and their diary space is opened up which allows them for them to step in and do some of the treatment that we can't. And in turn, I hope that this will alleviate, you know, sort of some of the backlog and access to dental services that we have. And lots of patients are happy to access um, hygienists and therapist services. I know this doesn't help solve some of the problems when we look at some of the other socioeconomic sectors and, you know, access to NHS services, but it's a start. And it means that, you know, we are trying to do something and we're being proactive no absolutely i couldn't agree more with you anna um just as a last um little bit of advice what advice would you give to someone that is maybe thinking about pursuing a career in dentistry you know with all of your experience across all your different roles what would be the one thing that you would pass on if you could i think to really sort of fully explore the role because it is so multifaceted and multidimensional I think getting some experience with perhaps shadowing uh, different clinicians you know shadowing a hygienist a therapist a dentist you know even training as a dental nurse fully exploring those roles is important because the better your understanding of sort of what you're walking into the more enjoyable and and easy your journey will be and so yeah that would be my advice And I guess then that is advice that you have actually really followed because, like you said, you've been a nurse, a hygienist, a therapist. You've made your way around all the different roles that you could do. 
yeah don't worry I have no ambitions to all of a sudden now go back and retrain as a dentist <laughs> <laughs> that's it now You're but done. yeah I think it's yeah I think it just it was it really was eye-opening for me and then once I saw the role and at the time when I had the opportunity to study as a therapist back when I did hygiene I just didn't it didn't resonate with me I didn't really understand how that role how I would be in that role but through uh, I guess my professional career and development and you know the growth of the business it then just felt like a natural progression. Mm-hmm. Well Anna it's been fantastic as always to sit and chat to you um, I will let you go and get on with the rest of your day now but yeah thanks again for sitting and talking to me I hope that everyone listening has learned as much from you as I have. My absolute pleasure and thank you as always for coming to me to take part. And there you have it. That is our conversation for National Smile Month with Anna Middleton, aka London Hygienist. I really hope you enjoyed our conversation. If you want to learn more about National Smile Month, just go to www.smilemonth.org or follow us on Twitter and Facebook. We are at Smile Month and then Instagram is at Oral Health Foundation. Once again, if you're listening to this when it goes out, you're going to want to follow us on Instagram because we have an amazing giveaway coming out and there's still time to enter. And if you want some more personalised advice, you can contact our dental helpline. All their information is in the description of this podcast. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed our conversation. And thank you again, Anna, for joining me. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.